It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, folks, welcome to today's edition of the Locked on Jaguars podcast. I am T-Wig, along with my man, Philip Cruz, uh, had a pretty long weekend. Uh, I know happy Father's Day to me. You know what? I don't know if you have kids or not, but I know you got dogs. So happy Father's Day to you, too, Phil. Dude, I didn't even get an acknowledgement from my, from my wife about the dogs. What's going you on did, here? Man. Yeah. You did, man. Yeah, man. You know, I got acknowledgement from... Uh, even my son about my grand dog, believe it or not, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. I've been seeing all these dog videos. Uh, Rick Chapman has been posting all these dog videos, bro. And it is amazing how smart these animals are. I try to tell people all the time, I think my dog is human. I think Lexi, with her eight-year-old self, is a human being. Uh, she even sitting, she watches football with me. So right now she's not watching anything because there is no football on the TV, man. But kind of the dog days right now. Um in terms of content, in terms of uh, a lot of things that are going on. There's no draft. There's no free agency, of course. Uh, many camps over. Guys are away on vacation and resting their bodies, and the building is pretty empty. Uh, so you, you almost have to kind of dig for stuff uh, to talk about. And we also mentioned that, uh, as always, we're sponsored by our friends at Hotel.com. So uh, use hotel, Hotel.com. Uh, at your disposal, whenever you need to. They're always there for you, Hotel.com. But, um, yeah, man, um, a little bit of news was made uh, this week on social media, as it usually is when it pertains to certain people. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, you did it again. You know what I'm saying? You broke the Internet, especially around here in Jacksonville. What happened is Jalen Ramsey did a live, a uh, Facebook live. And, and, see, to me, this is where a guy – can be doing something and then get in trouble perception wise with a lot of people. Um, this is where the guys invite you in, you know, you go Facebook live on social media, they control it on platforms. They kind of invite fans in to me. It's hilarious. I think Leonard Fournette is the funniest guy on the team. And, and I know people are like, well, I don't want him to make me laugh. I want him to score touchdowns, but, this is all a part of it. This is the entertaining part of the football season. So these guys, they kind of let you in a little bit. And Jalen Ramsey quoted the the Dion uh, quote that they're going to have to pay him so much money, uh, he'll have to put him on layaway. That's a reference to Deion Sanders. He was talking about, I believe, the Detroit Pistons. I mean, the Detroit Lions at the time. We ended up taking Barry Sanders in that draft. See, right away when I saw it, I knew what it was. And sometimes he quotes rap lyrics, and right away I see him, and I know where they come from. Uh, people that don't, you know, remember those things or follow social media think sometimes that these things are all cryptic. So they'll read into a tweet or read into a statement that he makes and it'll seem like it's all cryptic. Hey, look, Phil, I'm not one to take up for him. Uh, some people accuse me of that stuff. Uh, he, he wished me Happy Father's Day yesterday. He, he knows that he hangs out with a lot of people, hangs out with a couple of my kids and, and wished me Happy Father's Day yesterday and that's about it. We don't talk. We don't 
do anything together or anything like that. But I, I, I guess it just seems like there's a level of understanding uh, that I have about the way these, these young guys use social media. But I will say this. He had to know that by him saying stuff like that, that people were going to take it and run with it and perceive it. So I almost think he's having a little bit of fun with it, and he just has to eat it whenever it just backfires and goes the other way. Yeah, it's the dog days of, of, of summer for everyone, and that includes the national media. They'll bite on anything right now and try to make it into a big story, and it's just what they do, and it's fine. And uh, I enjoy the social media stuff as well. I think it's hilarious. Uh, it's It's something different it's not something that we've had access to in the past you know you think about the league six seven years ago and you're not getting that type of stuff and it makes it a lot more fun and uh, that's what it is at the end of the day people need to take it more at surface and uh, just realize that these guys are having fun and everything is calculated Jalen's a very smart guy he's a very intelligent guy I could tell um with him talking this week he's very calculated in everything he does nothing's by accident uh, he's methodical, and uh, you know he, he he says what he means when he says it, and it's been fun to follow, and uh, I, I look forward to more of that stuff in the coming weeks. Yeah, and you know who's figured it out? The local media. Local media doesn't bite that stuff, man. Uh, in fact, there were so many people it's that because half of them are blocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but but still, they they still don't bite on it, and 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 you saw most of them the other day. Most of the guys, you know. And you know, you all know who they are, uh, whether it's the guys from the paper, radio, the guys at Jaguars.com or whatever, man, they, they, uh, I heard, I saw a lot of people compliment him on the way that he carried himself uh, at the uh, press conference on, on the side of the practice field. Uh, the way he talked and, and the way he was real candid, candid about things and looked folks in the eye. He made that one comment that me and you always talk about. The money's always there, my guy. Don't let a salary cap fool you. We've had agents tell us that. And and I think sometimes fans don't really understand that, is that we've had people tell us when they want to pay someone, they can. That's how they always end up paying who they want to pay. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on, too, because what you saw is you saw the support from both Jalen and Leonard Fournette that says Yannick, uh, Yannick needs to get get paid and a lot of people believe that Fournette's case is already you know they because the Jaguars uh said that they're going to go after Fournette's guaranteed money that hasn't been decided yet so uh, a lot of people believe that that has already been litigated that has not been litigated and decided yet so and if you don't know Rock Nation represents both Fournette and uh Yannick Ngakwe so you know I don't think players should talk about other people's money unless they're doing it in the form of some sort of support. And that's what these guys seem to have have, uh, have done. Now, you say, what's the significance of the fact that Fournette's a funny guy and he's liked by everybody? Well, the significance is this. He's liked by everybody in the locker room. So when you think guys are tearing up the locker room, you have to understand that the only people, you know, you might piss the coaches off. The other players don't get mad at him, though. The other players, they, they know who he is and they know what he's about because I tell you what, if you put all of those guys, all 90 or 89, however, however many guys that they have down there, and you take the 10 bad, the ten most physical badasses on that team, he's one of them, and they know it. And when he's out there on the football field, he looks different. Then He's not just a regular football player. You see the extra stuff that it is with him as far as being an alpha. So, Look, I think it's much to do about nothing. I think it's kind of fun. I think fans ought to enjoy it a little bit. And once again, I'll tell you, man, people, they 
boy, they put on their capes for management. I don't ever see this in any other sport. I don't see it in baseball. I don't see it in basketball where people really, really cape up for management and act like you almost got to protect these these older, rich guys that run these teams. You don't have to protect them like that. Do you notice that a little bit, how, how fans are really, really quick to jump on the side of management and the media is really, really quick to see things through the prism of the way that management and coaches see it as opposed to just enjoying it? Remember, we don't go to games to look up in the press box and we don't go to games to look up in the owner's suite. We go to games to watch the players. And sometimes I think that gets lost a little bit. Yeah, and I think fans do that because they're trying to look at everything from the perspective of the people that are making the decisions for not only this team, but any team that they're a fan of. Look, everybody wants to you know, play that virtual GM role and uh, really understand what's happening. And, and the decision-making process for a lot of these guys is uh, not always the same line of thought as it is for the fans, which which always makes it interesting. Look at look right now with uh, Unique. I mean, if you pulled the fan base, how many of them would have had a deal done by now? Whatever it takes. Right. And when I say whatever it takes, I don't mean anything ludicrous, right? Like paying him $47 million a year. Like within reason, whatever it takes, you know, market value among the DeMarcus Lawrence and all, all those things that we've talked about thus far. But it's a different line of thinking. You know, those guys in the front office are trying to look ahead. They're trying to build a team for a sustainable future to win um, consistently. And, uh, you know, a lot of fans don't think like that. So it's, it's the challenge. That's the challenging thing, and that's something that even Doug Marone has said in some of his previous press conferences, I know at the Combine, he said that's the, re- that's the real struggle right now is, you know, those guys are trying to think of the future and build a long-term sustainable plan. I'm trying not to get my ass fired this year. So, You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. And it, it does vary. It does vary from management to management. And I'll tell you one thing, too, I noticed. And I'll use this as an example. Um, this has actually happened. I'll give Hayes Carline credit from 1010XL and the Francis Show. Hayes Carline, who, who obviously is a friend of mine, we're going to have him on at some point. Hayes wrote an article that when they signed Nick Foles, that they need to give Nick Foles autonomy, that they need to say, look, he needs to not only uh, be a part of, of – of, of executing the offense. He needs to be in the room helping design it. And I thought Hayes was crazy when he said that. But from what we've heard, that's exactly, he has so much input. This is almost like a true, evenly divided partnership between him and Filippo, and, and uh, giving input on the things that he thinks works and the things that he thinks doesn't based on the people that he has. Now, to show you how different it is for organizations that are trying to learn how to win as opposed to organizations where not one player is ever bigger than the team. Look at what's going on in Green Bay right now where there's pushback with Aaron Rodgers having so much to do with the two-minute drill where you actually have a young whippersnapper coach pulling, trying to pull the reins from him. And Aaron Rodgers is maybe the third most talented quarterback I've ever seen, and he's a first ballot Hall of Famer and a Super Bowl champion. How much sense does that make? Does it make sense that in one city a guy is basically – giving the keys to everything, and they're asking for his input. And he's a Super Bowl champion as well, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is getting pulled back in an organization where one player is never bigger than the team because of the tradition and the success. It's, it's just fabulous, and, and it's miraculous for me to watch how these two organizations are doing things a little bit differently. But that's when you're trying to figure it out, you're always trying new things. And I think that's what they're doing here. Look, on the other side of this, what we're going to talk about is I always give management a hard time, but I'm going to give them a 
uh, a pat on the back for something that they did about or to uh, someone that I really, really like. We've talked about Telvin Smith here before. But this is one thing where I can't side with 50 on it. We'll talk about exactly what that one thing is when we come back. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, she might be thinking that Jaguars football is going through your mind, but I know better. I know what you're really thinking about. You're thinking about sex. Remember the days when you're always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You could take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. This isn't just for guys who cannot perform. It's for any guy who wants that little extra to enhance their performance in the bedroom. And Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the U.S., and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code locked on to try it free. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring our podcast. All right, folks, welcome back to Locked On Jaguars podcast with Jackson Phil, that is Philip Cruz, and Shop Talking Wig, that is me, Tony Wiggins. This week... Telvin came, Telvin Smith, 50, uh, that I called him. He came back on, on social media, I believe it was on Instagram, and he screenshot uh, the suspension notification that he got uh, from the Jaguar. Not a suspension notification, but a fine notification for him not attending mandatory minicamp. And he actually said, you know, it was cryptic, but it was like they don't care about you when you're trying to get yourself together and all of this, yada, yada, yada. Um, until he actually notifies them in writing, I don't know if he has or not until he actually talks with the team to let him know what his exact plans are. I don't know if he has or not. I would assume because of the things that we've heard from being close to people, he hasn't done that uh, because that's sort of what is being implied from the management side until he files paperwork to retire, which is not preventing him from, taking whatever time he needs to do, whatever he needs to do. But once you file that paperwork, then there, according to Joe Corey, there's some money that may have to be exchanged on some of the guaranteed stuff. And then the team can officially move on until he does all of that stuff and does all of those things. Then he has to be in compliance with his contract and with what the CBA says. So you can't get angry when a team officially conducts business a certain way because you have unofficially conducted whatever it is that you're doing your way and and I fully support that and I think a lot of people have come around to fully supporting that his own teammates have fully supported 
reporter that Jalen Ramsey says he talks to him every day. And Calais Campbell said, yeah, he talked to him. And Miles Jack says, yes, he's talked to him and he's doing fine and they wish him the best and all of this stuff. That's good, but business is still business. And I don't think the Jaguars are wrong at all in proceeding this way, especially until he gives them some official notification and all of that contract stuff is worked out and that cap space is restored and they can start doing other things, you know, you know, while they wait on him. Because if he reverses, if he reverses, all they have to do is undo everything. Now, I know there may be some ramifications money wise, but if, if he reverses course on this, then they may have to. I don't know if they've used the space up that was a lot of for him. I don't know how you go about doing that or maybe restructure something or whatever. But I can't get mad at them for this, man. You know, this is business. And, and you know, we've talked about whether he's notified people in the past and, and whether him coming out on social media is good enough. And it's made all of us speculate on his the nature of his relationship with those in, uh, in senior management, and, and does that have anything to do with it? We've done all of this speculation, but the one thing I've always done, I've always said, if he doesn't want to play, he doesn't have to play, and it's nobody's business why he doesn't want to play. But you still have to conduct yourself as a businessman and as a veteran. And I don't think to this point, contractually, he has anything that he needs to be griping about because I'll side with you and I'll roll with you to a certain extent, but they have to – that's a billion-dollar corporation, and they have to keep moving and keep uh, doing things the way that they're supposed to do it based on the actual legal and contractual stance or position that you decided to take. That's how this has to move forward, and I think they did the right thing. Yeah, in my opinion, for him to grumble and be upset and you know be discontent with those recent actions to take away that money is just, I think, a little bit ridiculous. Um you want to step away? That's fine. You're not going to get paid for it. You're not going to keep getting paid for, you know, not showing up to work. And I, I understand that he's not getting paid. He's actually getting money taken away from him. But like you said, that is the collective bargaining agreement that you and the rest of the NFL Players Union uh, Players Association agreed to. And that is how things are done. It is a business decision by the team. They are well within their rights to do that. And look, you can't just you know, Michael Scott declare bankruptcy and say you're retired on social media and be done with it. There's a process. You have to put in the paperwork. Last, uh, before minicamp started, the last I had heard on that front was he had not done any of those things yet. So it's very easy. All you have to do is put that paperwork in and then all of a sudden they can, uh, you know, proceed accordingly and put you on the reserve retired list or the reserve did not report list. Um, until you do that stuff, I mean, why are you complaining is, is really my stance on it, Wig. Absolutely. And um, I'm 100% uh, in full support of the, him making his decisions. But I'm also 100% in full support of, of the business side of it and the, the Jaguars doing what they need to do paperwork-wise and what they need to do. You, you, you know, it, running, running a company is almost like the, when you run your house and you have kids. And I had five of them growing up in my house at one point. And I learned real quick that if you treat one of them a certain way and you you bend corners and you just take everything as a, you know, sort of a approach like, ah, oh, that's my boy, he'll be all right, and we'll do it like this. You know what you have to do? You have to do that for everybody. And you don't want to set a precedence as an organization or a precedent as an, as an organization that people can just 
that people can make decisions and those decisions um, can be respected. But we can't forget this is business. We can't forget that, hey, man, you know, we have an obligation to also run this company uh, efficiently. We have to run this business monetarily the correct way. And that means sometimes setting examples uh, and following these contracts to the T. Now, I wish they followed those contracts to the T. And they actually do. This is an argument that we have all the time that when they release guys and the money's not guaranteed, well, that's in the contract. They can do that. Sometimes you do want to see them come outside of that. Uh, like, for instance, pay Yannick and Gakwe a year early. That would be a good thing to do. And then you say, well, contractually, they don't really have to do that. Yeah, and contractually, they didn't have to do it for Brandon Linder and Alan Hearns either. So you set yourself up when you do things for certain people, and then you don't do them for somebody else. So no matter what kind of guy Telvin was in this situation, um, you have to do things a certain way because if you don't, then you're going to get the same treatment back. So I don't mind the Jaguars doing it. I think it's a very smart thing to do. Now, we've talked about, Phil, guys that they paid in the past and guys that they haven't paid. And this is our uh, – we're going to head into the, the third hour of this, but uh, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something probably every single episode until something gets done. Pay Yon. Pay Yon now. <laughs> this is the pay Yon revolution. Pay Yon his money now. I look back at guys that they paid in the past, and I'm thinking like, wow, they brought him back. And there's somebody here – that had a nickname before, was a little bit lost. Uh, and he's, I think he's lost now. I don't think anybody's really talking about him. But, but he was just paid a year ago in free agency, and he got hurt. And that guy's Marquise Lee. This is a mysterious, curious, maybe the weirdest stretch uh, for a guy who actually got drafted here, got re-signed. It's a weird five or six years for Marquise Lee, man. It's a weird re-signing. And all of this stuff is strange. And you you don't really – he's one of those ten guys, too, that if you put him in a – if you put all the players in a bag and say, give me the ten uh, badasses, give me the give me the guys, give me the athletic freaks. He's one of them. He was voted the most athletic player on the team a couple of years ago. We're going to talk about Marquise Lee, his possible contribution to the team, or if he'll have a chance to be a contributor to this team and we'll talk about that when we come back in the third segment is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to Locked On Jaguars. This is T-Wig along with Jackson. Phil, Phil, I ask you right now, uh, when that 53 comes down, barring injury or barring a setback in health, do you think Marquise Lee is on this team, and in what capacity do you think he'll be on this team? 100%. He's not going anywhere, and I'll tell you why. Because if they cut him, it's $12.5 million dead cap, and that's just the way they structure the contract. Because uh, uh, the cap hit right now, $9 million, dead cap hit $12.5 million. So 
that's a, that's an awfully big pill to swallow. And it's obviously not one that they anticipated swallowing when they gave him the deal because he was healthy when he got that deal. Uh, $8.5 million average salary. You mentioned before, did did he deserve that? Wait, if he were to leave after this year, say he had a decent season, like still looking back, what what would be his tenure here in Jacksonville? How would fans remember him? It's almost like he'd be a ghost. You know, he was barely here. He he was, and it would be a ghost. And it'd be the weirdest thing, man, for me, because I think he, he, you ever talked to him? Have you ever spoken to Marcus? Not one-on-one. I was there when he did his press conference, though. And he, Let me he, tell you he something, fun. man. Is the absolute one of the biggest smiles, brightest eyes, most engaging guys you, you'll ever want to meet. Guy with a huge heart. Uh, always has something nice to say uh, to you. He, he's one of those dudes that no matter what his mood is, when you walk past him, he'll speak to you first. If you speak to him, it's never like, what's up? It's always, hey, brother, how you doing? And boom, 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 you know what I'm saying? Give you the back pat and all of this stuff, smiles on his face. I remember one time in practice, he beat somebody. They were on that far, far field. And during training camp at times, you're able to go on that where we used to be. Well, this is when we could stand on the side. We used to go away and on that far, far field on sort of the west side of the practice field. He got behind somebody and he smoked them. And we were standing towards the end zone, and he caught the ball. And when he caught the ball, he stopped right in front of us and just stood there and looked. He kind of looked dead at me and a couple of other people. And then he just got this big smile on his face and started nodding his head like, yep, yep. And he's just, that's just who he is, man. And he's one of those dudes you really, really root for. Um, you really want him to do well. All the way going back to college when he was the Belenikoff Award winner of a sophomore, as a sophomore, and then he got hurt, and he started having these, these, these soft tissue injuries in his legs. All the way until when he was a rookie, he used to be running around on the field full speed before games, and then fans are going, that joke ain't hurt. He can play. And when you talk to him about it, they gave the uh, albino whatever nickname, whatever it was, but you, you, albino tiger, I think they call him that. But you, when you talk to him, Dude, he was like, I want to play. It's almost like they won't let me. They won't clear me. They won't let me play. I want to play. And I think he was actually going on the field running full speed to tell the fans, there's nothing wrong with me. I can do it. I want to try. And they just won't let me. So it, it, he, he's had the weirdest, without, with, the absence of, with the absence of the trouble that comes with guys getting in trouble like R.J. Soward and Blackman and and Matt Jones and Reggie Williams. I ain't talking about guys that get in trouble. For a guy to not be in trouble, he's had what I believe is the weirdest five- or six-year career that I can recall any player ever having here. He got re-signed. Maybe the one guy that had a, a, a weird state was James Blueman Stewart. Because James Stewart was a first-round pick, and then they picked Fred Taylor two years later, and James Stewart was gone. So, you know, it, it's like, you know, for me – it's just been strange, man, and I can't put my finger on it. The injuries have had a lot to do with it. I didn't think they were going to re-sign him. I thought they would re-sign Allen Robinson because uh, even though the money was a little bit different, Allen Robinson was bigger and had done more in the shorter period of time that he played, uh, but they didn't. And, and now they seem to draft and sign around him. Uh, and what I mean by that is you got D.D. Westbrook, right? You hear all the noise about Keelan Cole and undrafted, but now they go out and they get Mr. Conley. They get Chris Conley, and Chris Conley's a big, 
fast. He's a lot better in person than I thought he was, and he was one of the guys that I wanted them to get. But Conley is here, and he's making noise in practice. And and then, you know, you think about D.D. and what everyone's expecting from him. And I even said that D.D. could be the breakout guy. You, you start naming it. They drafted Chark in the second round. And I'm thinking, like, where is there room for him? And, and what is his story going to be here in Jacksonville? Yeah, and we talked about the fact that he's not going anywhere because of his deal. But he's not going anywhere also because of that influence in the locker room. John D. Phillip absolutely adores him. You could tell the way he talks about him. He's really that veteran presence in the room. He's the guy, I mean, Chris Conley's not going to do it because he's, he's a new face, so he needs to kind of earn the respect of the teammates and all that first. So even if Marquise Lee cannot play um, or contribute right away, he still provides a lot of value in that wide receiver room in his role now he has been he's been looking really good running on the sideline for the type of knee injury that he had wig i had an acl i couldn't move you know you know six seven months and it's different for everybody but he had a a couple issues there and he's moving around really well he thinks he's going to be ready for the beginning of the season i'm not so sure you mentioned before how he would want to play and the coaches would hold him back i want to be surprised if they just start him on the pup list just to be safe to start the season out, give him a little bit more time, make sure he's 105% when he does walk in, uh, help the team out in another way in being that veteran voice and presence for everybody. Because like you mentioned, they do have guys in Chris Conley and Didi Westbrook and uh, Keelan Cole and DJ Chark who could step in and take over a lot of those roles. In the meantime, he they don't need to force. He's not Julio Jones. He, they don't need to force him and build their offense around him. He's just another cog in the wheel. And uh, for the way that this team is structured, that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I do think he's also a candidate for the pup list uh, just because if he hasn't gone out there and given it his all, and, and even if it's for the, 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 the fact that they may need to keep a special teams player. I know you're not going to let him play special teams after he comes off an ACL. But I think we'll see how the season goes. And then if he can give them by the middle of the season, start to give them that. And, and this really works with folks where you give the the team that you know how to find your spots. You're a veteran that's caught balls. You know how to break a route off uh, on third down if you see a blitz. You know how to how to do certain things and, and spots to be in, and you can catch it with your hands and turn and make something. If he can come back and do that and be that guy, look, I'm not going out on a limb here when I say just be that guy to catch, get two first downs, keep Keep two drives going alive, one in the first half and one in the fourth quarter when you're trying to win the game. And be a four-catch, 55-yard guy, maybe even get into the end zone, like one of those little annoying receivers for the Patriots, whoever that guy is, or one of those annoying receivers uh, that knew Seattle, one of those guys. You know, Seattle's always kind of had those little guys. You're like, where are you coming? Man, this dude's always catching the ball when, when you don't want him to catch. But actually do that for this team. We could be talking about Marquise Lee restructuring his contract next year and actually extending that little weird six years. And we look up and this dude's been here for 10 years, man. Well, well, he's going to have to because they can save over $5.5 on the cap next year by releasing it. There's an opt-out in his contract uh, starting in 2020. So there's no way he's going to be back. Even if he leads the team in receiving yards and does you know, start beginning week one, 
there's no way they're going to be paying him that with no. all the stuff they have coming up with Yannick and Jalen and Miles Jack and all that. So they, he's going to have to, you know, figure out a restructure if he wants to stay. So it's it would almost like benefit the team if they do start him out on pup list, have the other guys step up for those first six weeks or so. And uh, that way they can have that conversation to potentially keep him around because they like him so much in the locker room. Be able to bounce back and do some of those things because it might work out better for both parties. He might be able to come back in an offense that he's used to uh, a year removed uh, from the knee injury and really, really bounce back and uh, hit the market again, kind of like they did with Marcel Darius right now. One-year deal with with money and uh, be able to, you know, play one more year and then see what's out there in the open waters. But there's no way he's going to be back in 2020 on his current deal. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. You almost wonder if they should try to restructure it a little bit now to give themselves yep. a little bit of relief if they're going to make a move or two with other players before the start of the draft. It's hard not to root for a guy like that because he works and he works hard. It's hard not to root for a guy like you who constantly reminds me that we need to record, man. We need to do Locked on Jaguars. Let's go. So um, that being said, we're going to end this episode because I'm going to sit here and think of some more stuff to come up with, but I really wanted to have that Marquise Lee conversation uh, because it's been weighing heavily on me. It's hard not to root for people who, when you hang around them, they have an it factor and you really can't describe it, but you just ask people to trust you and say, this dude, there's something different about him, and I see why they hung on to him. Yeah, I like I like players that play like every snap is their last play, like the last play they'll ever play. You know, um, that's how he plays, not only catching passes, but with his run blocking and doing all the little things and his precision on his route running. So I think he could be a valuable piece once he gets back healthy. But uh, make sure you guys are catching us uh, on on all platforms. Uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya, we're out there. And uh, yeah, it's a new week and uh, it's a little bit quiet right now. So make sure you start sending us questions for Fan Friday. We'll get ready for you guys there. We're also going to try to work on getting some guests, I guess, right? Yes, we are. Got some stuff in store. It seems like everybody's on vacation right now. I know. It seems like, it seems like everybody took off. Uh, uh, yeah, but we, we, we've got a lot of people that's going to come on with us, man. I've... I, I, reached out to some folks and uh, we're going to get more and more people on. We're going to get some stuff on with this news cycle too, man. Once this thing starts heating up towards training camp and guys start getting back in here, we're going to give you hot and heavy uh, stuff uh, from not only the Jaguar nation. I can't wait till we start doing this. We're going to, I said, we're going to go behind enemy lines every week and go with another locked on uh, person from the city of the opponent that we're playing. That's going to be fun. But what we're also going to do is leading up to the season, we're going to check on these guys in the division. Uh, I, I know my guy that works at 610 in Houston, Landry Locker, said that he'll come on here all day and talk to, talk to me about everything that's going on with the Texans. Uh, you know, we got to go ahead and reach down and talk to the people over in, what do I call it, the ingrown toenail, Nashville. That's, that's exactly right. what. That's exactly what they've been for us. And then up in Indy, man, we got folks up in Indy, too, that we're going to talk to to talk about what's going on in the division. The Vegas right now has the Jaguars. Uh, it looks, it's looking like they think they're going to finish third. That's not good enough for us. 
that's not good enough for us. We're also going to have the Bowl City Brigade on, too. We're going to talk, try to talk to Cap and some of those guys about the travel plans for the team because they're going to make those decisions before the season even starts. So we'll give you a chance to get some information for that see and plan what games you guys want to go to, uh, talk about the tailgating and all of that stuff. So, man, look, it's going to be fun. Uh, I've enjoyed it, and Phil and I have enjoyed this since um, – since Zach asked us to take over for him and he's doing well where he's doing, but uh, look for more stuff, more content from locked on Jaguars. We're going to do this four times a week now during the season, three times a week right now uh, to give you as much information as we can. Uh, leave it up to Jalen Ramsey though. If somebody's going to make up some information, Jalen will tell them they got us right now or Leonard, as long as it doesn't involve the police and the cops and all of that stuff. It's fun, man. So check everything out on social media. Follow me and Phil on Twitter. We'll retweet as much stuff as we can. Until next time, this is T-Wig along with Philip Cruz for Locked on Jaguars. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.